the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 435 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology and life. And we hope that you enjoyed the field days interviews that we just punched out last week. Yeah, somebody is because there's a whole bunch of people listening to those and wouldn't have guessed which one was the most popular. That's, uh, all, personally. that's all we're going to say. So you make <laughs> sure to check them out. They're real short. I think the longest one, maybe seven or eight minutes, if that. Yeah. Uh, the rest are really good. But... If you did enjoy that, if you did meet us, and you are listening to this, and you are a diehard fan, of course, now, you are part of the, what's your term for in the listeners? The Caspers. Chris and Sam podcast. That's right. Uh, when, we, when we when we, we <laughs> use TCASP for a lot of um, files and stuff that we use. Yeah. Anyway, coming up, 2nd of uh, July, 10 a.m., Sunday, fireside chat, minus the fire, with us bring your own fire at your own house via zoom (laughs) don't come rocking up even if you're in hamilton it's not going to (laughs) work just get zoom actually talking about that if you do want to join us we'd love to hear from you just come say hi we don't know how many people are going to be or if it'll just be us if you (laughs) haven't used zoom before jamie oxley this could be you um just download it to your phone the app zoom and um just make sure it is downloaded and you can open it and then we will send you a link or you'll find the link on our uh, facebook page yep and you click on that and it will open the app and then you can join the room and we'll have a little chat yeah so that's, we'll that's definitely about have it, a eh? link in the uh facebook um uh thing uh so yeah we'll, we'll have that facebook uh post up there shortly yes. yes will the link uh will you have a link set up beforehand yeah i'll, I'll you can do that and i'll send it to you yep sweet Okay, this week we've recovered from field days. <laughs> I don't know. I so have, have you noticed? I'm wearing a scarf. Oh, is that what it is? I, I, I don't even know. Yeah, no. I, I've I've been doing a lot of sleeping in the last couple of days. I oh, you got I the might, disease. I you might, got my disease. I picked up your disease from meeting you live at field days. Um, yeah, so I'm not sick, sick uh, yet. It's just the tiredness. But I'm just yeah. I'm just like I'm. I'm being careful. So I, yep, yep. I am a little bit slow. The brain's not in fifth gear. It's still in second. So just bear with me on that. Let's get on with Chris's favorite segment, Trump. <laughs> we, we were going to bring this up the other day, sort of. We mentioned it off air and we said, oh, we'll wait until everything pans out. Yeah. Oh, well, I no, I just want to talk about one yes, thing that's I know, happened. I, know, I, know. I don't want to talk no, about all of Trump's no. stuff because it really is. I just don't want to know. Okay. But he did a couple of interviews, or he did one interview that was played over two days on Fox News. And the first one, you know, everything's about the documents and all the rest of it. But this other thing was just a policy thing that just cracks me up. Because I actually saw it on shorts first, and then I saw some videos about it. So the interviewer on Fox News, Brett Baer, is a guy that considers himself a real news guy as opposed to the propagandists at at Fox News, which is cool. So he did ask him some hard questions. So Trump says this thing, he goes, oh, uh, this woman, uh, she'd been in prison for 22 years. She had 26 more or 28 more to to serve or something like that. And I pardoned her because I'm a good guy because I pardoned her. That's the power of pardoning. Oh, right. okay. There's um, something shady about and, this already. And, and he goes, 
what happened there? Oh, well, she was in prison for 50 years. She got sentenced for 50 years because she talked about doing um, a drug deal with marijuana on the phone. They caught phone Uh, records of her doing this. So they sentenced her for 50 years, and and she served whatever it was, 24 years or whatever, and I've, I've released her, you know, let her go. Yeah. And Bear's like, okay, but with your new policy that you're putting forward, she would have the death penalty. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, wow. well, wow. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, but, um, well, it depends how severe it was. And Brett's got it all written out. He goes, yeah, yeah, no, because she had already had this conviction beforehand yeah. and this had happened and this had happened, so you would have killed her. And he goes, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, not but- until after the policy comes in. Like, if the policy comes in, I'm not going to go back and kill her. It's only if she'd done that afterwards. Oh, moving forward, yeah, of moving course. Moving forward. And it's like, but you're just making this whole point to say that you're, you're you know, compassionate, but you would have killed her. Yeah, but if the death penalty was in place... She would never have made that phone call. <laughs> He's an idiot. He's a freaking idiot. Talking it just me up. Just reminded anyway, me, talking about it. our local idiot, uh, Luxon, the... Uh, oh, uh, so what has he done now? Oh, he's just... The, the basis of it is, and you can disagree with us if you're listening to this, you might be a big national supporter, that's fine. But uh, some people have said, and they explain it really well, is he... He came from business background. He was CEO of Air New Zealand. He is not used to people saying no to him or asking him hard questions. Oh, and really? Beca- yes. And because of that, when they question him on things like you brought another Tesla and then you claimed the rebate, even though you said, oh, Labor's screwing everyone because your ute's going to cost more now because all the rich people are going to get this rebate. He's got no reply to that when they say, well, did your wife purchase it or you? Uh, don't know. Does your, no. Oh, yeah, no. He has no idea. Anyway. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I haven't followed any New Zealand no, politics. No, no. There's not much and, to follow. And I, and, I, and I haven't listened to him. The only thing I have seen, and I don't know if we talked about this, but Wayne Brown, and he did that budget discussion thing he had this whole long i it was 40 minutes long or oh, something, you know, he's, he's, and i listened to that and run. i was just i was going for a walk and i was just listening to it on youtube and i was just like cracking up this guy's a moron he's off the rails <laughs> did you see him holding the kit kat no it's no. time for a break and he's like holding this kit kat for all these people and then oh, people were photoshopping him holding like um pokemon cards and stuff hey anyway what an idiot uh anyway no, yeah. anyway Sorry. And then on the Labour side, though, Michael Woods got fired, uh, just quit yesterday. Oh, I did see that on, on the morning t- TV or something. I turned morning TV on for yeah. the first time ever. Yeah, so I think Hipkins was a bit lost when they had to do an emergency press conference yesterday, and he was just like, I don't know. I don't know why he's done this. I just don't know. Oh, because he keeps forgetting about all his investments. Yeah, he, he, did, he got 12 months here. He was supposed to divest himself of the Air New Zealand shares and didn't. As the transport minister... What a freaking idiot. Yeah, but now he's got shares and Spark and all these other companies as well. He's like, oh. So anyway, enough of that. I didn't know he'd left. I just knew he... uh, I've got an app for you. It's called Just Watch. Just Watch. Download it. It's got some um, yellow triangles if you're looking for the icon. Just Watch. It is an app 
that tells you what's on all the streaming platforms, no matter where you are in the world. So it says what's coming up next, what's new. You can search via genre, and you click on it, and it goes, yep, you're in New Zealand, sweet. Um, okay, this is on Netflix, or it's on Apple TV, or it's on whatever. And it's really good at getting ideas of what you may need to go visit your uncle Torrent and potentially get <laughs> if you don't have a said streaming service. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, it doesn't give you the things. But yeah, no, that's cool. I like that. Well, I like there's that. a whole bunch of stuff that you don't even know exists. Like, unless somebody's talking about it. Like, I don't know what's on Apple TV half the time. So, uh, yes. Have you been keeping up with Reddit and their craziness? I, I've... I've Actually, M- 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 MFM? MFM is um, the only thing that really... Oh, yes, educated. I haven't even, I haven't even listened to yeah, that one. Yeah, they, they talked about uh, Reddit and, and what was going on with this thing. So that's all I know. Uh, I'll tell you what I know and we'll see yeah. how we match up. I don't know. So uh, Reddit has decided to start charging for the API access. Similar to what Twitter did. Yep. And uh, for some of the biggest platforms out there, like the one on uh, iOS, it's going to be $20 million a year just to cover that bill. So they're like, nah, we're out. But at the same time, Reddit is sort of pushing their official app, which is really, really crappy. And it's really bad for moderators to use. So in the meantime, just recently, some really big subreddits have decided to be not suitable for work and start publishing random adult content. So you could be looking at something about cats or dogs or that's interesting, and you see a hairy butthole. And the reason they've done that is because there's no advertisements allowed to be shown normally on not suitable for work subreddits. So now the head guy from um, Reddit, the CEO, who nobody likes, he has just started removing all the top moderators. They're all gone. And uh, it's just slowly crumbling. Because all these people are working for free. Yeah, exactly. And and that was the point that M- MFM was making, uh, My First Million podcast, if you hadn't heard of talk about that before. Um, and they were saying, so the the thing, the core, this backbone, the spine of, of Reddit really is all these moderators. Yep. They're mostly voluntary. Like most of them make no money out of it. Some of them might make a little bit yep. from, their, yep. from, from their subreddits. Most of them make no money for it out of it. And they use these apps – and the app, it's not like this guy is making a, a fortune out of these apps. He's no, they're paying like I forget what it was, but it's something like ten to thirty dollars a year yep. to use his app. Yeah, and you know he's making a good income. He's probably making a couple hundred thousand a year. Great, whatever, maybe a little bit more. But he's not making like he's not he's not ripping off uh, Reddit. And they're going no. And in the calls, there's some calls that got made public. In a call to them with with the the guys, yeah. he recorded the okay. call, and um, he said, "Look, I mean, people like this app. I don't know why you'd want me yeah. to. If you go with this thing, it's going to cost me twenty. I, I I'm not making that much no. money. I I can't afford that. So it's going to close. You would be better off buying yeah. this off me for ten million and using it as your actual app. Yeah, you exactly. should do that. Yeah, and the guy goes." Are you trying to extort me? <laughs> the CEO. Goes, Are you trying idiot, to extort me? And he goes, No. And then he goes, I'm just saying it, it would be worth ten million to you to do that. Yeah. But you should do that. And um, the guy goes, Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I mis- misunderstood. And then 
a week later, he published The Guy Tried to Extort Me. Yeah. And I, that's when he released the, the, the recording and said, mm, decide for yourself whether I tried to ex- Plus, he apologised for getting it wrong on the call, so he knows that he got it wrong yeah. on the call. Anyway, so, yeah, I read it. Looks like it's going down the Googler to yep. me. So originally it was Dig, and Dig failed for whatever reason, and everybody jumped ship and went to Reddit. Reddit looks like it's going to crumble because this API changes on the 1st of July, so basically all the apps, the one I've got on my phone, that's going to just stop working. Yeah, and and that's the problem. It, it, it's all about community, right? Yeah. These things are built on community. Dig was built on community. This is built on community. And when you screw the community, you don't have a platform anymore. Exactly. So I don't know why these guys don't get that. Exactly. <laughs> um, so it, just on that, the opposite of this, I would say, and I'm sure there's some detractors, but is WordPress. Like, it's not quite as community, community-based. No. But they've been very um, focused on supporting the people that use WordPress. Yeah. They don't, as far as I know, do any uh, – there's been some big updates over the years, and not everyone's happy about them. Yeah. But they've worked to do that, right? So that, in my mind at least – And they've worked out how to monetize certain things. Yeah. So there's WordPress.org, which you self-host. There's WordPress.com, where you pay to be hosted on their platform. They brought out. Um, they brought they automatic. Keep, yeah, or well, automatic's parent company. Eh? Yeah, but they automatic did all the. Um, these are the additional benefits, bells and whistles that you can add yeah. to WordPress, whatever. Yeah, so I think they brought Jetpack, which I think was yeah, an individual thing. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all sorts of random stuff, and they own. Oh, what did I see the other day? Automatic owns a really big. Random um, app or something because all the other that was at the bottom. I can't remember oh, what it was. Now. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, that's cool. All right, so I have neighbours. They're they're climbing the stairs. That's right. <laughs> For a second there, I thought they're going to stare in the window and say hi. <laughs> all right. Um, so I, I wanted to mention a, a, a Kickstarter dropkick sorter. Sorter. Okay. Sorter. How much money um, do I need? Uh, minimum investment is two hundred fifty dollars. Nice. Uh, nice. Well, okay, it's, it's actually wefunder.com. Okay. And so it's an investment kick, uh, Kickstarter crowdsource crowdfunding okay. thing rather than a buy a product yeah, crowdfunding yeah, okay. thing. So that was the first thing. I was interested in that. I'm like, oh, I hadn't come across this. I sort of knew that they, they were out there, but this was the first one I've, I've actually looked at. And I'm like, that's interesting. And um, it's called Avawatts. A V A W A T Z is the company. Okay, sounds <laughs> good. Already, I'm already on board. Yeah, it's, what's it uh, do? Sounds very Indian because it's probably very Indian. Are but you that, sure on that, or are you just saying that? I, I, I well, the uh, CEO, she's Indian. Okay, so, yeah. Um, it's like I've already been on a call with her. <laughs> she, I've already placed. I've already placed my order. <laughs> No, but I like what they're doing, and I think it's a trend. I don't know if this is investable, although, having said that, according to this, they've got 166 investors, 838,812 so far. That's not too bad. Um, What they're doing is their whole focus is turning robots into cooperative teams using AI. So the case case study that they're using, which they've got some funding – not funding, they've got a contract with uh, US Air Force and Army. This is who you want to contract with. Yeah, absolutely. They got the money and, you know, 
$20,000 for a toilet roll, it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the markup's great. Um, no. But um, what they're doing is for uh, airports, actually. Okay. They have drones flying ac- across the airport, obviously yep. in sequence with the planes coming in and going or whatever. Yeah, to avoid them. Yeah, yeah, to avoid them. But they, they are looking on the ground for debris. So oh. when, when, when uh, planes land, often bits of rubber comes off the tyres or whatever, a nut or a bolt or whatever, and that stuff at a, at 130, well, I don't know what speed they hit the ground at, but that can be quite devastating if it yeah. is in the wrong place at the wrong time. So they have these um, drones crisscross across the runway. They spot something. They signal to these little sweeper um, car oh, things. Oh, cool. That yeah. robot scooter along yeah, a little yeah. bit like the old Star Wars uh, dude that doesn't like Chewbacca. Yeah. Scoots along and sweeps it up and goes. So what they're talking about is using uh, – and I, and I did go through some of their videos and stuff – is using different sensor arrays, and in this case it's drones, so they're mobile, but they could be static sensors and yes. different things, and tying them together and using AI to do so. And I'm like, yep, that is definitely where things will be headed. And I thought it was very clever. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't we talk to someone or we talked about some drone thing and they were clearing fog from runways? Yes. Now but was you that, remind was me. Was that an actual person? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was something. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It was years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. So we don't know what we're talking about right now, but at some point somebody was talking about using drones or something to make sure fog didn't disrupt flights. Yeah. Well, that was the idea, I think. Yeah, and I think they had tested it. They were testing it somewhere at the time, and that was a couple of years ago. So that, that'll be in the show notes somewhere. Good uh, luck. Good luck finding that. Hey, talk, talking about AI and robots and stuff, ChatGPT has designed its first robot. Uh, so the uh, oh, the Swiss Technical University and some researchers at TU Delft, whoever they are, they've been asking ChatGPT to design a robot, and they said... Uh, what's the greatest future challenge for humanity? And they went through it, and they went through it, and went through it. And then basically it said... um, You need a combat robot. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably what they're not telling us. No, but it said food production. Food supply is the biggest challenge. Chatting with ChatGPT, and it decided to create a tomato harvesting robot. This little robot that can go around and harvest the thing. It's basically a mobile robot with an arm. Pulls them off the plant with this little robot arm. and um, But when they're talking, they even started asking ChatGPT what it thought about how it should be built. And it says, make the gripper out of silicon or rubber to avoid crushing it. And a Dynamixel motor is the best way to drive the robot. That's what you need. So they sort of just kept building this thing um, from the suggestions, I guess. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I mentioned... Um I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast, but I mentioned it to you at Field Days. I saw a video. It was a 25-minute video. Or no, it was in, in the news video. So it was about a five-minute um, segment in a 20-minute in a video okay. about this um, harvesting machine or, or weeding machine, I guess you'd call it, in the States. And it was, it was quite a big unit, like those big tractor units. Yeah. It was quite wide. And all along the bottom – were these arrays of lasers. And as the thing 
drove across the crops, and the crops were like barely coming out of the ground. They were like fresh yeah. crops. So I don't even know what they were. I, I had some idea that might have been asparagus, but I might be thinking of something else. And as it was going along, it's the lasers are zapping weeds. So there's no pesticides, no herbicides, no genetically modified necess- necessarily. I mean, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, but they're zapping the weeds with these lasers. Um, as the first sprouting, so the fresh t- tilled soil, fresh seeded, all that sort of stuff, first sprouts, and they can tell um, using AI and and sensors, it can go, oh, that's a plant, oh, that's a weed, zap the weed. And what was interesting was he opens this thing up, this huge box like structure, and it's just full of servers. And he goes, "This is a server farm on wheels," and that's really where all the money. And it costs him a couple of million, I think, okay. to, to to make this unit. Um, and he goes, "It'll pay for itself in the first year or a half, two years. After that, it's all profit." Um, but this is where things are going. Well, we were cool. talking to SPS at field yes. days, and they've got the drone that can identify the weeds. Yeah. And there's probably a market and selling databases of that once you've got it down pat for certain things. And the cool thing about the SPS drone was that it can go automated, it can go flying up, it can de- detect the trees because it's all about forestry, go down and in an area that's not as easy to get to and plus you don't want to be carrying a big pack full of weed sprayer, go and spray the weeds. The difference would be this is not using pesticides. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Talking about uh, agriculture, because, uh, man, we're segueing, <laughs> we're segueing great here today. I got an article from The Spark, which is MIT Technology, uh, and it's their weekly climate newsletter. So this guy went to this uh, New York-based startup called Amogy, A-M-O-G-Y. Um, that's how I'm going to pronounce it. And they're looking into an alternative fuel source, and they're looking at using ammonia, which is used in fertilizers all the time. And they reckon it could possibly be really good. Uh, you can get a bunch of energy into a very small space just using ammonia. And they said they worked out in the market. It's the missing uh, bit is how to use it. And so they've developed it. And they've got a tractor you can just drive around in. And it's powered off ammonia. But basically what it's doing is it's splitting uh, the parts hydrogen and nitrogen. Hydrogen's using in a fuel cell to make the electricity. And then the nitrogen gas byproduct is safely re- released into the atmosphere. Nice. And they said it's easy. It's called ammonia cracking, that term. Yeah. Um, and their key invention is a chemical catalyst that helps the reaction run efficiently at a lower temperature than what is typically used if you were to try and do that today. Oh, nice. Okay. So I've got a question on that. Yeah. If you, if you did enough of this, like mm. if all the cars in the world used ammonia cracking instead yeah. of um, fossil fuels that they're currently doing. Would that release of nitrogen dilute the problem we have with carbon um, global warming? Um, not sure, but it does, their technology cleans up any leftover ammonia that's not used in the reaction. So it would be cleaner in the first place. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So they... Um, I can't see that coming happening very quickly. No. Because what, there's not a great... What's the source of ammonia? Is from a chemical reaction anyway, isn't it? Well, yeah, I guess so. Because I don't know where you get ammonia from unless you go to some of the outer planets or so, moons of Jupiter. Yeah, and that's right. <laughs> and it's not you, it's not pleasant to be around. It can be toxic. So, you know, there's big safety protocols. You yeah. don't want to suck in a whole bunch of that. 
Um, they're working on more demonstration things. They're Mind hoping you, carbon to... monoxide is uh, fairly true. bad as well. That's true. <laughs> but they're hoping to make modules that fit together. They're going to try and put it into a tugboat soon. Oh, nice. Um, uh, it, I've got nothing against it. I'm like, I think that's great, and we should always be exploring these new things. Sub- they reckon their estimates for low-carbon ammonia sources could reach 70 million tonnes by 2030. But they have to come out of the planning stages. Huh. All right, I've got a question for you. Have you ever heard of or- organoid, um, organoid uh, intelligence, OI? Oh, no. Okay, so, and I've spelt it wrong in the um, notes here. It's organoid, not organoid. Um, anyway, good, good. Organoid oh, intelligence. Uh, so I saw this video from um, Cleo Abrams. I think I've mentioned her before. She does some really cool science videos and stuff. Okay. And organoid intelligence is basically where they're getting structures to create a, uh, effectively like a brain, an organic brain, mm. except these are um, – uh, 3D printed structures. It's not like they've got scraped somebody's brain. Okay, and that's cool. So the video she showed was this. You see this pong being played. You know the ball yeah, bouncing yeah. back and pong, yeah. and it's being played by this organic brain in a dish. Okay, so that's they've a bit got mind this, blowing. Yeah, I know, right? Okay, so they've got these cells in a like a petri dish, and they, and, and it's wired to like little uh, wires coming off to this game. And the dish is playing Pong. Does it understand what's going on or is it just reacting to a stimuli well, see, this or something? Is, this is, I've been thinking about this um, for the last year or so in, in a very uh, basic way. But I think the universe is um, works to order. It just creates order out of randomness. That's how the universe works. Okay. Like, Evolution is order out of randomness. Mm. Everything we do seems to come into some sort of organizational principle that just evolves, right? Yeah. Okay. So I, I, these things just get thrown into a place and there is something uh, at the essence of being that just creates order out of chaos. And it's playing Pong. I'm pretty sure it doesn't know what Pong is, but... That's what's happening. It's having a good time, apparently. <laughs> uh, this story came out just the recently, actually. They've had this massive meth uh, bust. They drug syndicate had meth oh, yeah. and Canadian maple syrup, canola oil, and it was coming to New Zealand and Australia, and they busted it. Now, the three nations said they worked on this for more than five months to unravel this elaborate scheme that was worth billions of dollars. And the Australians, they um, got more than six tons of meth delivered to them. So that's just a little bit. But that was, uh, um, and it was 2,900 litres of liquid meth had been hidden in 180 bottles of canola oil. Damn. Um, I have unloaded containers of canola oil over the years. So yeah. when they did that, the Canadian authorities swapped out the meth for a harmless substance and then just let the shipment to continue yeah. so they could follow it. So that was all good. <laughs> we swapped it with canola oil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to Gilmore's. Um, <laughs> sounds like a plan. We'll just... We got someone on the inside. He's going to unload it by hand. <laughs> he loves it. Uh, so they've got in New Zealand more than three quarters of a ton of it 
was shipped with maple syrup, uh, which is crazy. They arrested five men, and a sixth one is about to be arrested as well, face charges. and Because um, that's expensive too, maple syrup. That's what I was thinking. You know, was like just, canola oil is like, it's not cheap, cheap, but it's it's a, a commodity. It's yeah. not that expensive. You get a container worth, I don't know how much we're talking there, of maple syrup. That's a significant insurance, a significant, you know, like it's, it's like not going to fly under the radar. No, but in my head, it would have made more sense to send the canola oil here as well because mm. we go through heaps of it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Maybe, yeah. Anyway, so that happened. So good on all the law enforcement everywhere. Yeah. So uh, they had to hold off on announcing. So they did it in January in New Zealand. They'd wrapped it up. Oh. They had to hold off and announcing till the Australian wrapped up theirs, mm. and they didn't wrap it up till a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. All oh, right. That makes sense. That makes mm. sense. Um, what else? Oh, I can tell you. Some scientists have finally made a little robot uh, bee. They figured out how to make it fly like a bee properly. Now this thing is so. So that whole thing about the bee can't technically fly, but nobody's told it, so it still flies. That thing. That- well, it's the six degrees of freedom. They could only ever do four at such a small scale. Okay, explain what those degrees of freedom are. They couldn't work at how to do your. So that's the twisting motion. Oh, okay. Um, that's the hardest thing for them to work out in a flying robot. Right. They've worked it out. Uh, this guy from uh, the WSU School of Mechanical and Materials Engineering, they published their report on B++ this week, and they said, yep, it's been decades in the making. We finally worked it out. We can fly it in little tiny buildings. It's going to be good for search and rescue and all of this. Doesn't and, say and so this is uh, a robot with wings flapping? Or yes. Is, yeah, okay. So, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. identical to a bee. Oh, the wow. only thing is it's 10 times bigger than a bee. Yeah, that's still pretty good, though. Well, it's a 33 millimeter wingspan. That's still pretty good. And it that's weighs 95. Awesome. Uh, well, it says 95 milligrams. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, hmm. And that uh, was the what, biggest. Do we know anything about battery Not life at all. or anything like that? I'm going to no. say 30 seconds of fat. <laughs> um. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Like, if you've got a camera on that and you're sending it into a building, you go, well, I hope they're near the entrance. <laughs> oh. We're at the end of the podcast. Do you want to talk about the submarine people or not? Do you want to do that next week? Submarine people? The people that are trapped looking at the Titanic. No, I don't know anything about it. I don't know what's going on. No, talk about it now. Okay. Sorry, I should have led with this. I don't know what's wrong with me. (laughs) I don't know. What are you talking about? Oh, so you'll love it. Actually, just before you do this, when I went through that um, that WeFunder thing, this video... It had all this great video of these robots and all this stuff and lots of stock footage. In the middle of it, and I was going to mention this and I forgot, there's a submarine with no context of why there's a submarine on this one. And it's there for like 10 seconds in the video. I'm like, what's the submarine got to do with anything? Never explained. I felt like doing an ice space ice um, version right there and then. And it's never brought up again. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. We're what? going over time, but this is important. This sub is basically an improvised tube that some dude built with some off-the-shelf components. It's piloted uh, and controlled by a video game controller, and the image they showed is the identical one that you own. Yeah. That one, so they use that. And um, it has four crew and a pilot. These people have paid $250,000 each to go into this thing, to go look at the Titanic. 
And the Titanic is 13,000 feet below the surface. Now, originally, apparently, there's some sort of lawsuit with some guy that used to work for this uh, company. And uh, was like, it's only rated for like 1,300 feet. Like, there's all there's sort- a difference. <laughs> there's all sorts of randomness going on. This, yeah, I don't know. They reckon it's got uh, 96 hours of oxygen. They reckon the billionaire owner didn't raise the alarm soon enough. This thing is not tethered to anything. Apparently, they just use text messaging to talk to people. Uh, they probably got, they reckon maybe about an hour, as we're recording this, probably an hour or two of oxygen left. A plane, God knows what technology this plane has got, um, has found some faint banging in the sea. Because they don't know where it is. They just know it was going from this point to the Titanic, and it didn't come back. And most submarines... Oh, well, is there not a boat above? The- no, 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 no. It just started cruising around by itself. It's just like this thing. Yeah, it makes no sense. None of it makes any sense. Submarine experts are saying normally, I can't remember what the term is, but there's a term where it dumps out and then it drops ballast. Yeah, they, like, they, there's a yeah, technical yeah, yeah. term for it, but that is what it's doing. And then it'll come up and they said it hasn't done that. So it's either stuck or they're dead or it just imploded on itself because of the immense pressure. Um, yeah, or even parts of it imploded, which is even worse. If it imploded, they're all dead and they wouldn't have known much. But if so, parts of it imploded and so it can't work, it's lost power and it's just sitting there at the bottom of the ocean and they're suffocating, that would be pretty bad. The clock is ticking. Oh, here we go. There's a, a next update here. Uh, they're focused on a large remote area of the Atlantic where they found some noises. They don't know what the source of the noises are. Might not be from the sub. Um, it had 96 hours of emergency oxygen which will run out at 10 o'clock tonight. So it's got a, oh, uh, I don't know how up-to-date this is, or what time zone they're using. Yeah, time zone. Will exactly. Be, yeah. A French vessel carrying an underwater vehicle capable of diving deep enough to get down there is on its way. Um, yeah, but, they, but, but what does that mean? When you're talking about a vast expanse of the Atlantic, it's on its way, could be three days away. Like, exactly. So the British uh, billionaire Hamish Harding is on board. Ocean Gate, which is the company that owns it, the CEO, Stockton Rush, that's a strong name, um, they'd been warned about this experimental sub could pose catastrophic safety problems, and he fired all the people and then sued all the people that said that. So, Anyway, that's what's happening. That brings us to the end of the podcast. <laughs> Next week, we might have a little... Well, I'm waiting for CoffeeZilla to do his, his thing on this then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, so we'll have an update next week. I'm sure they'll either be found in some sort of condition or not. And, uh, okay, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.